Hello and welcome to this special Christmas episode of Irreligiosity 2.0, the One True Podcast, and the only podcast, Matt, uh, that destroyed Christmas. Yes. But unfortunately, Kirk Cameron saved it. Oh, damn it. We we destroyed it (laughs) until he saved it. Oh, well, that sucks, really. It was pretty close. Uh, but then he came uh, jumping at us with his big fucking tennis shoe, holding a snow globe yes. and wielding a candy cane, and you got to retreat from that. I got that tennis shoe, like, right in my face. Reindeer shit on the bottom. Yeah. The worst about that whole thing was the fucking smirk on his face. I, <laughs> I had to surrender. I had to surrender. I'm saving Christmas. That's my Kirk Cameron impression. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. No, you, you, you're all wrong. <laughs> oh god uh, yeah we're gonna review Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas at one time the lowest rated movie on uh, IMDB it is now huh? number four it's the fourth lowest really what has possibly been rated lower well uh, codename KOZ I don't know what that is but that's a 1.5 star rating uh, I suppose it's technically tied for second lowest because Super Baby's Baby Geniuses 2, Daniel the Wizard, and Saving Christmas all occupy 1.6 stars. Uh, what kind of babies were those again? Super Babies. Oh, Super Babies. Tied with Super Babies. There's no way it could be worse than this show. It's not possible. Uh, no, I, I... You know, I remember... When this came out, and then we were all joking about it, I hadn't seen it yet still. And then I kept hearing, like, oh, it's terrible. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Stuff like that. And then I watched it. <laughs> it's all yeah. true. It's, it's even it's, worse. It's all, it, it, it was worse. I thought, oh, it'll just be stupid and boring and kind of, like, Christian pushy and stuff. But no, it's so bad. It is straight-up so terrible bad. cinema. The worst. The worst part was when... I was 40 minutes in, and I assumed from the way the plot was progressing that the movie was over. And I look at the time left, and I'm like, this movie's an hour and 20 minutes long. What the fuck are they going to do for the next, you know, 40 minutes again? And that realization that you've only watched half the movie dawns on you. I was like, no. (laughs) Maybe it's getting exciting. Nausea at the pit of your stomach. I'd rather watch Manos, The Hand of Fate. Uh, that's number five worst. Oh, yeah. A hundred times <laughs> than see this movie again. Uh, and I use the term movie loosely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. said, uh, Kirk Cameron did put in an Oscar-winning performance, I thought. Oh, totally. Uh, it was a crime last year when he did not snatch an Oscar. Although I believe he, he snatched a bunch of Razzies for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of split in my vote. On Oscar between Kirk Cameron and Kirk Cameron's scruff. That that's an impressive scruff. Also his shoe. <laughs> Worst picture, Saving Christmas. Worst actor, Kirk Cameron in Saving Christmas. As himself. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. When you can when you uh you get a, a raspberry for worst actor and the the, the character is yourself. Yes, yourself. Uh, Worst screen combo, (laughs) Kirk Cameron and his ego in Saving (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) Worst screenplay, Saving Christmas. Uh, So, nearly a a clean sweep there. That was 
My God, one, two, three, four Razzies. Yeah, why why didn't he act in this movie? Why 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 couldn't he come up with a character? Some something entertaining. Something like the the annoying nerd, at least, you know? He could have been like you know, it could have been that guy like uh, well actually, yeah, Christmas is really a Christian holiday. <laughs> Uh, Santa Claus is uh, Jesus Christ in his pajamas. You know, his his, <laughs> his ego prevents him from doing that. He cannot he cannot make fun of himself. I honestly think he was you know he's he's playing himself as the savior yeah. of Christmas. Yeah, it's like a long sermon. It's just like you see, Christmas was stolen from the Christians by the pagans, but we're stealing it back. back. Yeah. Oh, if only he had that much emotion in his acting, Chuck. That was that. You just gave me the chills right there when you said that. That was a completely obscure referral to a Beatles concert, I think. <laughs> Elter Skelter. Uh, yeah, yeah. As the as you two was just like, this is a song Charles Manson stole from the Beatles. That's <sighs> what it was. Stealing it's you it back. Too. Bono. Bono. Boner. Is it Bono? Like boner? Is it Bono? <laughs> boner went on to lead seeing for you yeah. two. I'd rather see Boner from Growing Pains headline with U2 than to see Kirk Cameron do anything. Yeah, and keep in mind right now, Boner is dead. And <laughs> yeah, I'd still, I, I stand by what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> so we're going to uh, forego Skunk Dicks, I think, uh, and just go straight to this uh, epic cinematic yeah. Masterpiece. This is the skunk dick. This whole this, episode. Yeah, it, exactly. Is, uh, skunk dick. This movie gets our December skunk dick uh, of the month. Yeah. It might even leak over to January a little bit, you know? <laughs> it bleeds over. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, one thing I noticed when the credits started rolling is that, you know, they list a couple production companies. One of those production companies is Liberty University. Yay! Underneath <laughs> it says, Training Champions for Christ since 1971. No. So, this movie's probably in their propaganda mill right now. Yeah, yeah. It's on the rotation. It's now, strangely. Basements everywhere, I'm sure. There's a number of false starts to this movie. <laughs> False start number one is it fades in on Kirk Cameron uh, sitting in a room. It looks like Santa's elves just vomited <laughs> yeah. Christmas. They just shat Christmas everywhere. Oh, my God. Enormous tree, candy canes, fucking presents everywhere, hot chocolate. Uh, I mean, what, what have they missed? Fireplace crackling by. Yeah. I mean, oh. it was... Uh, fucking right from the beginning I hated this movie he's he's sitting there with that there's nothing in the cup he's supposed to be drinking hot chocolate there's nothing you can't move a cup of hot chocolate around that fast it'll slosh out it that ah it was bugging me right from the beginning that's all I could focus on it's like the cup's empty it's called acting Matt no he's acting as if there's hot chocolate in the cup he's acting as if he's holding a cup of hot chocolate that has no hot chocolate in it (laughs) Because he's slinging that cup all around. You, you're careful when you have a cup of hot chocolate. you got to be yeah. careful with it. I think later on they spent some of their fucking budget money to CGI steam from hot yeah. chocolate. Actually, like, or at least Jesus. put some liquid in it. Just put some Jesus water Christ. in it. Jesus. He's like <sighs> sipping from an empty cup. And I, I was just like, I'm already angry right now. <laughs> and you, you might be wondering what why this film is opening with Kirk Cameron sitting in a fucking chair next to a Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh... Here's why. 
Welcome, everyone. I am so glad you're here. I love Christmas. I admit it. I love everything about Christmas time. I love the cookies. I love the fire. I I love the presents. I love the stockings. I love the tree. I love the fudge. I love the lights. It's a great time for growing out the winter beard. I love everything about it. I love the music. I love the carols and the hymns. I love all the kids. But have you noticed? There's some people who would love to put a big wet blanket on all of this. They don't want us to love Christmas so much and celebrate it the way we do. There's this one group over here that says, "Hey, if you want to sing your songs and do your stuff at Christmas time, that's fine, but tone it down. Don't sing so loud, right? Just you take your private stuff and you just." Keep it in your house. Don't let it spill out into the public and bother the rest of us. Just keep it tucked in and private.、Uh, what was that he said about kids?、Uh, <laughs> was this a very special Jared Fogle Christmas? I don't. He he loves the kids, man. He loves kids. Loves the kids. All right. You know, I, first of all, I had to stop it there because I imagine that there are movie theaters around the country. That had to pay for、uh, screen repair because I don't know how you sit there without trying to punch that fucker in the face. <laughs>、oh, I love I fudge. I, I, I love almost, Christmas. I almost punched my iPad. <laughs> I held back. So I'm like, that's my iPad. It's not really him. What I want to do is sit in a fucking theater and have Kirk Cameron tell me how much he loves Christmas. Yeah.、Uh, yeah. I'll pay ten bucks for that, and then and then to come up with this like fake persecution of how everyone tells you to tone your Christmas、yeah. joy down. Yeah,、uh, nobody wants to hear about Christmas. It's terrible. What's wrong with a private celebration? What's wrong with having a celebration inside your home and celebrating your own personal holiday, however the fuck you want to do it? Seriously, why does that celebration have to be in the public square in order for them not to be persecuted? No, if they can't do whatever the fuck they want, it's persecution. Yeah, for sure. That's the definition of persecution.、Right. If they、sure. can't inflict their Christmas celebration on everybody the fuck else without hearing anything, they're being persecuted. Yeah. <sighs> and who is saying any? Nobody's saying anything. Fuck. I'm an atheist, and I, I Christmas. I'm I like Christmas. Chuck, I like the presents. I like the trees. Do you like, like the, the fudge, man?、People. I you like the fudge. the fudge. I love packing the fudge. I love. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm not gonna well, go as far as he did. <laughs> he's not done, man. <laughs> no, there's more. And then there's this other group over here, who's who's actually on the inside, who's who's telling us, you know, everything you're doing, all this stuff, the images, the the characters, the traditions, it's all wrong. It has nothing to do with. Christmas. As a matter of fact, you should just take all of that, wrap it up, and throw it out the door because it's all bad. So what are we supposed to do? I mean, it can get pretty confusing, and all this this bickering is definitely not doing anything good for our kids. Maybe we need a word from the outside, a voice, someone who can remind us. Of the true meaning of Christmas, Matt. It just so happens I have that voice. Oh, is it you, or、I、do you、love. just have it? No, 
I'm not the outside. Oh, I thought you were the voice. That would have been amazing if it was like, and here's Chuck Morrison. <laughs> and I would have been like, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. But I suppose you're talking about another voice. Yeah, here's the voice. It gives you the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, okay. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. There you go. That's the true meaning of Christmas. That's what it means. Man, I just want to take that kid's blanket away and just, like, snap him run right in the back. Just, oh, that was my least favorite part of the Charlie Brown Christmas, like always. Like, oh shit, there he goes up to the stage. Now he's gonna just Seriously. fucking read scriptures for the next ten minutes. I think we're done. That's it. Wrap it up. <laughs> Movie's over. Wrap that shit up. That's all we really need to do with this movie is that intro part. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, Christmas and mention naysayers and maybe Just take Kirk Cameron's advice, wrap it up and uh, throw it out the window. Why do we have to wrap it up first? You got it's good. Just throw it out. You got to, in the words of uh, Half Baked, wrap that shit up, B. <laughs> oh my God, it isn't over, Matt. Uh, the Christmas Room from Hell fades out, and we get a 3D graphic of another production company no. this time Cam Fam Studios. It comes in like a fucking NFL graphic. <laughs> Cam Fam. Cam Fam Studios. Oh my God. What an asshole. I hope he lost his shirt on this production. I'm trying to figure out what that's supposed to mean. Cam? It's subtle. Like everything else in this movie, it is subtle. Oh, Cameron family. I just figured it out. (laughs) No, that can't be it. It It's too obvious. Yeah, that's right. Too obvious. Uh, now, Now we get false start number two. For some reason, it opens up on some old bearded dude with long hair sitting in a room and there's right. a young girl who opens a door. She's like, he's here in the tavern, sir. And then the old dude gets up and walks in the forest uh, a while with his shepherd staff for some reason. Yeah. I thought it was like a Viking. Maybe. Yeah. Or, or maybe just a dirty peasant. <laughs> a Viking who speaks English. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. It could be. Uh, then it fades out. Uh, Worst and- things happen in this movie, Jackson. <laughs> Less believable things. Uh, false start number three. Uh, Cameron tells us that uh, you and I are in a story right now. What? And how we enter that story matters. And then some idiot in a stupid Christmas sweater opens the house door and we get a close up on his face. Oh, yeah. For no apparent reason. Because uh, he's shocked. I think it's because he's shocked. He's shocked that he just opened the door to his own house. At the singular... Like, peace, like, the only thing in the movie that could possibly have any relevance 
which is maybe the over-commercialization of holidays. Yeah. But no, that's not the problem here. No. No, that's the solution. That's right. <laughs> so after the third false start, and I suppose... Are these last two things like foreshadowing? Is that because we we get back to both of them in the movie? Uh, but in which case, why bother? Why can't it's, we just come upon them in the movie? It's not like either of those were exciting. But the, but they form a perfect circle. They <laughs> they connect the beginning and the end. <laughs> it was a shall we say trinity of false yeah. starts. <laughs> God. Then we get the opening credits. Now, um, <laughs> Liberty University gets a second mention on this. <laughs> Liberty University presents Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Because, yeah, you're right. It's been, what, uh, like a minute or two since we last saw Liberty University? I I, I couldn't remember. I'm convinced they spent their entire budget uh, on the animation. Because they're actually, the the animations are fairly well done. Yeah, yeah, there there was some budget to this movie. Uh, They had a a little, like, they looked like cardboard cutout, major scene, and then Angel's. And then it poofs out, and it's like a cave instead of a barn. And then Joseph is leading Mary to Bethlehem on a donkey, but then that you know explodes away, and suddenly yeah. Mary's in a cart that was driven by Joseph and the donkey. But uh, yeah, maybe that's more plausible. It's more, it's far more plausible that Mary's in a cart driven by Joseph and a donkey than uh, Joseph leading Mary on a donkey on a leash. That's it's far more plausible. Yeah. I don't buy it either way. Uh, the three wise men become a, a lot of wise men because, you know, it's never mentioned that it's just three. That's just the gifts. Oh, yeah. Hey. And then back to the original manger scene, which I guess is now corrected, but, uh, and then the, the, the credits end. Oh. Now, oh, clearly, right. clearly they spent, you know, 90% of their budget there because uh, the rest oh, of the movie essentially takes place uh, in an SUV. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in an SUV and his living room. I'm sorry, two locations. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the actual start of the movie is when we fade in on a house party that, again, uh, like maybe Kirk Cameron for the beginning was sitting in a corner of this room because it does look like uh, like there's fucking Christmas diarrhea all over the place. I mean, I counted uh, one humongous candy cane, huge fake candles, gigantic fake presents. An enormous uh, nutcracker soldier dude. Enormous. Everywhere. Boughs of holly. All the fucking house guests are wearing like fake reindeer antlers and stupid Christmas sweaters, uh, snow globes. I mean, you name it. If there's a Christmas decoration, it was inside this house. Yeah. Just elf diarrhea everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what tinsel is. Very helpfully. The camera pans over, and it freezes right on Kirk Cameron, who who tells us, Hey, everybody, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> who? <laughs> I didn't recognize him with the beard. So. Thanks, Kirk, because, again, like three minutes ago, you were sitting in a fucking couch in the living room talking to us. But, okay, gotcha. Maybe that was added later in post-production, just to clarify yeah. what the movie was going to be about. We're not sure this movie's clear enough. Let's add a little fucking Kirk Cameron in the beginning. Well, I, I'll admit, I, I was at that point, I was a little lost, a little bit. Well, yeah, we've had three false starts, and we were like, are they going to start the credits again? Is it going to fade out again? What, I, what the fuck's going what's on? What's happening? And we oh, get a little back and forth between Cameron and his sister about her husband, whose name is, wait for it. Wait for it. Christian. Ah, oh, Christian. Again. I get it. 
about as subtle as a kick to the nuts. Oh, Christian. They might as well have named him Generic Christian. Right. That was his full initials. G. Christian Anderson. <laughs> Pretty sure. Cut to slow-mo close-up on Christian's face. Uh, by the way, we're, we're treated to uh, slow-mo close-ups of Christian, mostly Christian's face, yeah. multiple times in the movie. I would, I would say endless times in the movie. <laughs> yeah, in interminable times in the movie. Yeah. I, I think there are two reasons behind this. Number one, the guy who plays Christian is also the director, so... That becomes clear in the blooper reel in the in the end. Oh, he's Darren Doan. Yes, he's Darren Doan. Doan. But it really gets really, really annoying. But the second reason I think is that those slow mo close ups push the time out. Did you, did you realize that this movie was barely eighty minutes? That's the length of a feature film, right? Right, right. If it's not eighty minutes, it's not going to go into a theater. Yeah, and I they think had they to really stretch them. <laughs> my god that also explains like the three false starts too like oh shit we got like six minutes left but yeah if you're wondering why there are lots of slow-mo uh of christian walking or christian's face or panning around the fucking christmas diarrhea room that's probably why they barely made 80 minutes you know darren doan has has made some weird movies that that you wouldn't expect considering he just made maybe saving christian is just a job I mean, but who would be in that if they weren't, you know, kind of Christian? You uh, forget, Matt, the, the uh, major perk of working in this movie is that you get to be next to Kirk Cameron, famous Kirk Cameron. Oh, that's right. He directed a movie with Michael Madsen. That's crazy. I do not know who that is. He's, he's the guy that cut off the guy's ear in uh, Reservoir Dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We could have used some of that here in this movie. Oh, that would have been awesome. Put Kirk Cameron in a chair, you cut off his ear, and he'd be like, well, actually, Jesus cut off the <laughs> Roman soldier's ear, then put it back on. That's in the Bible. So now we find out the crucial problem in this movie that our uh, protagonist has to overcome. Yeah, what is the problem? Well, Christian is not that into Christmas this year. Oh, no. Some people are determined to see the worst and even the best of things. A big slap in the face to the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, I want you to remember that, Matt. Yeah. Slaps in the face are bad. Slaps in the face, bad. Okay. So if people such as Christian are determined to uh, look at the, the worst of everything, even the best of things, that is a slap right in Christmas's face. Right. And that's a bad thing. Slapping in the face, bad. Christian is slapping Christmas in the face. Whatever. That's the problem. Now, now we've had we've we're what like five minutes into the movie. That's right. enough serious stuff. It's time for some comedy relief, and and thank God, comedy yeah. relief in this movie means uh, that we have a crazy black friend from work named DeAndre going on some random rant. Yeah, what was his deal? Oh, I, I brought a. I brought an audio clip. Oh, perfect. Let's see if we can follow it. Figure it out. First one that figures it out gets free tickets. <laughs> to Saving Christmas. Showing at your closest church basement. What's up, DeAndre? How you been? <laughs> you know me. Blessed and highly favored. And? Saved the sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost and that with a burning fire. And? Made evident by speaking in tongues. Of course. <laughs> 
You guys in your verses really need to work on your exegesis. Extra Jesus? Man, I've had my extra Jesus ever since I was baptized for the second time. <laughs> you gonna give me some? Yeah. That, that's not what I. Yeah, you, you, uh, you get that memo? About what? No more crazy shirt Fridays. From who? The man. Corporate. They think they're gonna tell us what to do. Well, we're gonna go to HR. I'm gonna take it straight to HR. You gotta read your emails. If we don't have crazy shirt Fridays, it's the end for us. Man, that's all we got. What else do we get? Floor two? I don't want floor two. You know what happens down in floor two? I don't. Don't want to find out because I'm on floor four and I like it that way. We're going to keep it that way. We're going to march if we have to. Straight power. Me and you. My people have been through enough. First they come in, start telling us what we're going to do, and then they start taking over. Telling us we can't have Fridays. Then you can't have Thursdays. Then you can't have Tuesdays. And what's left? Wednesday. Hump day. That's already a day. That's not our day. We need a day for us. Crazy shirt Fridays. Do you know how many crazy shirts I've got that my wife gave me for Christmas? What am I going to do with those? Oh my god. Somebody went to the Chris Tucker Kevin Hart School of Acting. Jesus. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I honestly, uh, I'm speechless as far as that rant. I'm, again, I'm convinced that that's in there just to pad, you know, they, they had like three or four anti-Christmas themes that they addressed, and then I guess they just ran out of persecution shit, so they stuffed in some comedy, I guess. Yeah. You need, you need a little banter? Yeah. I think they call it. Yeah. Lighten, because otherwise it's pretty grim and dark. Yeah. This yeah. the saving Christmas business. It is tough. Two men in an SUV. Just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this not being into Christmas shit cannot stand. It will not stand. Slap in the face, really. Kirk launches into action. Uh, he finds that Christian has escaped uh, this Christmas hell house uh, by running outside and sitting in his SUV, which is parked in the driveway. Now, uh, you know, I'm sure you can save a lot of money by having 90% of your film take place as a conversation between two dudes in a parked car. Yeah, that's uh, that's smart thinking. It's fascinating because they cut to, like, uh, Christian's face, and then they'll cut to, like, a reaction shot to Kirk's face, and then sometimes they'll have the shot where both of them are in the same shot together. Right. So they varied it up quite a bit. I know. And I like the part where they go from the one guy's face and then to both faces. That was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, sometimes you can hear, like, thunder and then, like, rain sound effects, too. So, you know, they they didn't save all of their money. They still had some special effects. So Christian goes on uh, a big rant about how Christmas is so material nowadays. This is breaking news to me, Matt, because, I don't know, like fucking 50 years ago, Charlie Brown made the same comment. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're depressed by how materialistic Christmas had become in the fucking 1960s. It wasn't. No, back then. But now, yes. Yeah. Then, then no. It's a pretty refreshing complaint nowadays. Yeah. Uh, He does make a good point, though. He says, you know, all the money spent on toys that will be forgotten a week or two from now might better be spent helping poor people or maybe digging wells, right? Yeah, uh, a valid point. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. What, but does Kirk, what does Kirk say to that? Mike Seaver will have none of this talk. He tells Christian he's got it all wrong. And, and I love this, too, because he just comes through and he's like, mm, yes, I understand, uh, but you've got it wrong. He's like, what? Wrong. You are all wrong. Yeah, totally and, serious. He's like, it's, <laughs> it's like shit just got real. Yeah. <laughs> 
and here's why. Let's take everything away for a moment. Let's take away Joseph, leaving just a young girl and her newborn infant. Now let's take away Mary, leaving the baby. Let's even take away the baby himself for just a moment. Now don't panic. It's not because he isn't the most important person in the story. He is. But because by getting a look at this prop, we'll get a better idea of why he was born in the first place. Swaddling cloth. What is this swaddling cloth? Is it just a blanket for a baby? We usually only think of the baby Jesus being wrapped in cloths. But the Bible brings these cloths back into the story one more time. At his tomb, when they rolled that stone away. The cloth in the tomb was empty because it could not hold the body wrapped inside. Jesus escaped death as a baby by the hand of God, and he conquered death as an adult by that very same hand. And because that cloth could not hold him, death still cannot win. What the fuck is he talking Listen. about? Listen, that is genius. You have a, a swaddling cloth of a baby, and then uh, yeah. you fast forward to the empty tomb with, I guess, his swaddling cloth when he's an adult. And okay. it can't contain him. So therefore, don't fucking even think about spending money to help poor people or digging some fucking wells. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the takeaway. Point I, Mike Seaver. Let's take away Joseph, then Mary, and the baby. I love that. What are you left with? Shit-filled diapers, <laughs> I think. Just that's like that's, that's at it. the tube. So what you have here is a counter-argument to helping poor people are digging wells for them to give them water is uh, a scene that never takes place in the Bible, <laughs> right? Just a rock with a swaddling cloth on it. Uh, and then you compare that scene that never took place to the, the uh, empty tomb. And right. there you have it. Some sort of funkily, logically impaired, tenuous connection. How the fuck can you argue against that, Matt? I, you know what? I, I really can't argue against that. You can't. It's I impossible. Can't. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. That's now all I'm going to say about that. That seriousness, again, I think, calls for some extended comedy relief. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It now involves... DeAndre's got some help now from some uh, bald white dude with a beard and glasses. Oh, oh! I, you know what I called him? I called him Christian David Cross. <laughs> You know who David Cross is? The he, does, he does look like him. All right, man, check this out. We got to go on the offensive. It's like the rapper Sugar Free said, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. They're already taking away our freedom of speech. I can't say Merry Christmas at work no more. I have to say Happy Holidays, but I am not in the days. I am wide awake. It's deeper than that, though. You heard about Area 51? What about Area 52? That's where they're keeping all the mangers, intrigues, and nativity scenes they keep taking down. Speaking of down, you know why the Pope really stepped down? Da Vinci Code, right? Wrong. There's a whole Picasso Code. She's still working on that one. Come on, man, they got fluoride in our water. saying that's got to cause at least ass burgers speaking of burgers you probably ain't even had one in years that ain't no ground beef homie that's pink slime i seen it on youtube look it up you know what you got to do get like me and wifey strictly ostrich and emu meat homie delicious and exotic come on you got the chemtrails and harp trying to control the weather with the warm 
womp, womp sounds, and GMOs and pesticides. You know there's a huge honeybee shortage, right? Exactly. Colony collapse disorder. Oh, that rhymes with New World Order. Coincidence? I think not. I saw those change. I know what's up with the whole Koch brothers, Halliburton, Dick Cheney, Enron, Fannie Mac, Freddie Mae tie-in. But I mean, that's obvious. Look, man, I saw it on Fox News, so you know it's true. War on Christmas. It's everywhere. What the fuck's happening? What is happening? Listen, I'm going to give everyone a, a moment to collect themselves after uh, what is, I'm assured, uh, is a fit of belly laughter. So yeah. let's just take a moment of silence. I don't want anyone running their cars off the road. No. Uh, just go ahead and collect yourselves. Finish your laughing. What the what the hell was that? Some some bizarre rant? What what does this have to do with the movie at See, all? Do you remember when we were talking about the story of God and he, he was saying this is why Christians aren't funny? 
This is why Christians yeah. aren't funny. Uh, this is supposed to be a fucking joke, but it's some sort of strange fucking freestyle rap off of uh, War on Christmas, but it's got other conspiracy theories and fucking chemtrails and fluoride right. in the water. Chemtrails, GMOs. Hey, fluoride's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We like fluoride. Uh, and, and in the movie, they raise their cups up uh, in front of their lips for some fucking reason. Uh, yeah, because still that's... No, I, Still no liquid in those cups. <laughs> Extra funny that way. I'm sorry. That's a pet peeve of mine from all movies and TV shows are coffee cups with nothing in them. I can tell there's nothing in them. I know how people hold cups with something in them. Yeah, just put some liquid in there so they hold Seriously. them right. At least they can, and they can sip something. Yeah. Get method, you know? Now, uh, now that we've uh, heard our ribs laughing... Uh, it's time to go back to uh, Kirk Cameron in that parked SUV as he continues to save Christmas from the onslaught of uh, friendly fire from Christian. Oh, that's right. Because if you didn't realize it, he has now officially begun saving Christmas. Yes. He's saving it. I just want to point out the title of this movie is Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. That's not a possessive. It's Wait, actually sure? a, a contraction for oh. Kirk Cameron is saving Christmas. And that's exactly what he's doing right now. So it's like an apostrophe. He is saving Christmas. Yes. This time, Christian's worried about Christmas trees. Well, they're a fire hazard, so... Christmas trees. Newsflash! Christmas tree. Not in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Deuteronomy, I missed it. I miss some Leviticus sometimes. But I'm pretty sure it's not in there. And that's the big thing I got sitting in my house right now. It's a big Christmas tree. That's a pagan, that's a pagan idol symbol worshiping thingy. You know that, right? That's what they would worship the god with. You know the gods. What gods? The, the gods. Which gods? Thorsus, Thor, Thor Cyrus, Thor, Thor, it's always a Norwegian. It's, that's what they would do. It was winter, it was the winter solstice. Newsflash, it's December. Jesus was not born in December, and we're celebrating his birthday in December. Newsflash, Jesus wasn't born. He's a myth, dipshit. Newsflash, you're playing Christmas porno music in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Elves are humping Christmas trees in the background. Oh, totally. Uh, That's a tough one, don't you think, Matt? Yeah. I mean, um, it is a pagan idol, isn't it? Evergreen tree. Yeah. What? Chuck, uh, the pagans used to bring evergreen boughs into their homes as a form of sympathetic magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'd like to know what gods. Which, which ones exactly? Yeah, this is another symptom of uh, Christians just not being funny at all. Uh, Thorsis. Thor Cyrus. Thor oh, the fucker could only think of... Uh, one other god. <laughs> one other god. Either of them correct. Who the fuck is Cyrus? He, he thinks of Thor, which he probably read in a fucking Marvel or saw it on the Avengers. Right. Uh, couldn't get one other fucking god out of the tens of thousands of gods that are out there. I assume the other one was supposed to be Osiris. Osiris, maybe? Maybe. Thor, Thor Cyrus. Cyrus. Uh, I'll give him a half point for that. Yeah, yeah. That's a god and a half. Uh, so Kirk, uh, Kirk has an answer for this, man. And it's the same place you can find every answer. Genesis. 
Genesis? <laughs> you already made that Star Trek 3 joke. I will never stop making that joke. Never. The whole biblical story starts in a tree lot. The Garden of Eden was full of trees. Adam and Eve were given the fruit of these trees to eat. But the story calls our attention to two of these trees in particular. First, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then, later, the tree of life. One tree was off limits because by eating it, man would surely die. But Adam ate from the first tree and was thrown out of the garden so that he couldn't eat from the second. Mankind would have to wait until the path to that tree was reopened. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll come back to that later. Let's talk about that evergreen tree in your house, decorated with stylized fruit and lights that's making you so nervous. You're anxious because you can't find it in the Bible. Well, let me help you. When God created the world, he filled it with trees. He hung fruit on the trees. When it was time for him to build his house and make it beautiful, God brought trees inside. The walls of his temple were frescoed with images of trees. The lampstand in his tabernacle was an almond tree. And guess what he placed on the branches of the tree in his house? Lights. Beautiful green trees decorated with fruit, shimmering with lights inside a house. That's God's idea, not the Druids. What Druids? Druids? Which Druids? When did Druids come into this? <laughs> what, what, yeah, what about Thorcyrus? <laughs> what kind of trees did he... I was not aware that Kirk had blueprints for Solomon's Temple. And not only blueprints, but he had uh, personal knowledge of its frescoes and fucking yes. interior decorations. Trees well, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It's all about trees. We always bring trees inside. Uh, I'm going to call foul here, too, because uh, Christmas trees are in the Bible. God specifically tells his chosen people not to deck trees like the pagans in Jeremiah 10, 2 through 4. Right. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and gold, they fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move not. So, isn't he telling you, don't fucking chop a tree down, bring it in your house, fix it up right, and stick a bunch right. of silver and gold on it. Isn't he explicitly telling you not to fucking do that? It's not that it's not in the Bible. It's There's explicit command against it in the Bible. Yeah, it's still in the Bible, though. Trees are in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> now you oh. can rest assured, Christian. All your anxiety is going to go away. Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Uh, you know, the uh, part that I... That cut off was Kirk going on about how Jesus was the last Adam and how Jesus was God's blessed fruit hung on God's tree. So the fruit that Adam oh. stole in the garden was put back on the tree. See, if that does not make total sense, I don't know what does. <laughs> right. Just if, I want you to just just conveniently forget about Deuteronomy twenty one twenty three. Right, that says anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. Just forget about that because it doesn't really. Uh, really match Kirk's argument, which is that God planned this from the get-go. Right? <laughs> he knew from the get-go 
that uh, Adam was going to take the fruit down and then uh, God was going to hang his fruit, which is Jesus, back up. Oh, when you said God was going to, I thought you meant God was going to hang Adam's balls up. Yeah. Like his fruit. Oh, yeah. That was a better plan. Yeah. Well, uh, that Christmas tree problem is solved. Yeah, now we know where the tree comes from. So, <laughs> no problem there. Just, just, just rip out a couple verses from your Bible and, really? and, and just storm on forward. And if it's uh, not there, just stretch a metaphor out really, really long. Just, <laughs> just think for about ten or fifteen seconds and uh, uh, come up with something. Yeah. Uh, he also, I think, mentioned there that uh, don't worry about the winter solstice because last time I checked. God made the winter solstice. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. There you go. That was awesome. Well, it, wasn't that a pagan practice? Huh, last time I checked, God made pagans. <laughs> so really... Uh... Well, shouldn't we not murder? Last time I checked, God invented murder. <laughs> so... <laughs> so... There's a knife yeah. in your gut. <laughs> uh, God also apparently invented punching people in the face, which again, I have this... Uh, almost uh, irresistible urge to punch Christian and uh, Kirk at the same fucking time. I just want to, when they're sitting in the car and it shoots to both of them, I just want to take their faces and smash them into each other. (laughs) This this, uh, movie incites violence. It should be banned on that score. It incites violence. I was like turning this off frequently and like, Wandering around, my fist clenched. (laughs) (laughs) It's that good. Uh, With the Christmas tree problem solved, next up is Santa Claus. Santa Claus, I don't know if you know it, Matt, but Santa Claus is very dangerous to Christians. Oh, really? Is he like some sort of Christian murdering machine? Oh, don't take my word for it. Here's Christian talking about Santa Claus. So... So hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm, I'm safe in saying that there is no Santa Claus in the Bible. No, there is no Santa Claus in the Bible. Okay. Hold, uh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just think about it. Just think about it for one minute. That's the guy. Santa. That's... Obliterated Jesus! Jesus is gone! The reason for the season is Santa Claus. What the kids are saying all across the world is not, I'm so excited to celebrate the birth of Jesus. No, they're saying, I'm so excited to get my picture taken with Santa Claus. Oh, you can make me presents. S-A-N-T-A. Rearrange letters. Satan. Santa. Satan. Same letters. Right? Right. Coincidence? Yeah. Okay. And who's completely gotten rid of Jesus, Satan, Santa. <laughs> Where's <laughs> in the Bible? <laughs> Bible. You better watch out. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling Tell you why. Santa Our Claus is coming, coming to town. town. What's the next he line knows when you are sleeping. Right. He knows when you are awake. Right. He knows if you've been good or bad. So we get for goodness sake. Omniscience, oh, omnipresence. He rewards the good and he punishes the bad. Right. Last I checked, that was God. And by the way, this is works based. Last I checked, saved by grace. This is this is a complete hijacking. This is a hijacking, high-handed, hijacking, handedness jacking. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. And guess what? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took and just took it. Gone. Christmas is gone. It's all about Santa. 
Um, I'd like to see that movie where Santa carjacks Jesus out of his car and takes it and drives off. That is a much more interesting movie than the one yeah. we're watching. That would be awesome. Do you find yourself daydreaming during these clips? Because I wasn't sure where to stop that clip because it was so, so good. Right, right. Last I checked, Chuck. <laughs> uh, last I checked, you cut that clip off at the perfect moment. There's a lot of last I checked arguments in here. I don't know what fallacy that is, but... <laughs> <laughs> that should be one. The last... the the It should be like priori fascia or something. <laughs> Because when they pull out that last I checked argument, oh my god, fucking checkmate. And uh, Jesus, Kirk couldn't even get the lyrics to Santa Claus is Coming to Town right. You better watch out, you better not pout. God, you love Christmas so much you don't even know the fucking song. Right. He knows with your ugly pain. (laughs) You get the sense that none of this is actually written down. It's all just fucking ad-libbed from start to finish. Uh, no. Uh, the last, Chuck, the last I checked, uh, <laughs> uh, fallacy shall now be known as tandem sedatus. <laughs> the last I checked fallacy in Latin. In Latin. Now, yeah, Kirk is in a real pickle, Matt. He has already admitted that Santa is not in the Bible. Now, um, <laughs> I love, because right. every fucking time he's, he's like, Christmas trees aren't in the Bible. Santa's not in the Bible. Uh, hey, I got bad news for you, Christian. The SUV you're sitting in, that wasn't in the Bible either. Right. That sweater wasn't in the Bible. <laughs> There's a lot of things not in the Bible, Christian. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Uh, but the but the Santa and the Satan thing, the same letters, rearrange the letters, I thought yeah. that was powerful evidence. That was powerful. That also means half the towns in California and, and all of the Roman Catholic Church... Saints are also some yes. sort of Satan. Yes. Um, <laughs> Correlate, yes. I guess. Clearly. Satan's big plan was to <laughs> introduce a character who had the same letters there, just, uh, you know, right. moved over a little bit. And he's just sitting hear, there thousands of years. Did you hear that Mother Teresa has just been Sataned? <laughs> Satanized. She's been Satanized. She's reached Satanhood. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, um, and I, d- I do agree that uh, Santa did indeed kick baby Jesus out of the car and stole a holiday. So that yeah. was true. Uh, so Kirk has his work cut out for him here, for sure. Uh, he does, however, once again, pull one out of his magic Jesus stocking uh, by calling up the real Santa Claus, St. Nicholas. Oh. Now, this is where we're taking back to the weird scene at the beginning that was really totally out of place. The girl tells him, oh, yeah. like, yeah. We're, we're like, you didn't even know what the fuck was going on. That guy, just some crazy Yeah, finally guy. we figure out what the fuck is going on. He was there at the Council of Nicaea in AD 325, one of the most important events of church history, because one of the most important doctrines of the faith was being challenged. There were leaders in the church that had begun to deny the deity of Christ. The doctrine that confessed Jesus as the Son of God, God in the flesh. Okay, stop. Whoa. Uh, that's some pretty dramatic music there. Yeah, I, I couldn't little, take it. I was a little scared there. Uh, what Kirk is talking about here is the Arian heresy, right? Because it was promoted by a presbyter in Alexandria named Arius. Uh, uh, that stated that Jesus was created by God, right? There was a time at which Jesus did not exist Jesus was begotten. 
So therefore, he was a lesser divinity than God the Father, who always existed. Aha! So, so it's not that Jesus wasn't divine, or that he was just a man. It was that he wasn't as divine as God the Father. Th- these are the type of stupid arguments people get into when they take these <laughs> scriptures right. literally. Well, you know, there was a time when Jesus didn't exist. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> so anyway, the argument became pretty heated at the Council of Nicaea. Leading the charge in this heresy was a bishop named Arius. He was known as a charismatic and compelling speaker. He was traveling from region to region, spreading his heresy like a plague, saying that Jesus was less than God. Nicholas had heard enough of Arius's babbling. He would be the shepherd that protects his sheep from the wolves. Official record says that at a critical moment during the council, Nicholas put the heretic Arius to shame, not only by word, but also by deed, smiting him on the cheek. Is is this when he goes batshit crazy and just starts beating the shit out of everybody? This is. um, So instead of uh, turning the other cheek, he actually smited his cheek. Remember, slaps on the cheek are good. Oh, slaps in the face, though. Uh, slaps on the face? Slaps in the face are bad. Oh, that's right. Damn it. Slaps in the face is slap in the face at Christmas. Do you I like this the... uh, uh, official record bullshit he keeps referring to? The fucking official yeah. record? Because we have minutes of the Council of Nicaea. Right. Oh, well, my God. it was God. copied by hand with zero mistakes. <laughs> official record. I would love to see this official record, right? We weren't even sure who the presiding bishop was at the Council of Nicaea. That's how official a record we have. They still had the clerk over in the corner with that little steno thing, like... You know, I did a lot of research on this, Matt, and I could only find a single weak tradition about Nicholas striking Arius across the face. But even according to Wikipedia, this account is most likely apocryphal because Arius would not have been present at the Council of Nicaea because he wasn't a bishop, he was a presbyter, an elder yes. of the church. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, treated now to a visual representation of St. Nick smiting Arius on the cheek, which constitutes the next straight, f- like, five minutes. Uh, right. St. Nick beating the shit out of Arius, not only with his hands, but also with his uh, shepherd staff. Like, multiple times he's right. gouging him and smashing him. It's uh, unbelievable. Amazing. Very violent imagery. Uh, for the children, but it, I think it's a crazy scene in the middle of this stupid Christian movie. <laughs> yeah, they're just glorifying one guy beating the shit out of it because you know slaps on the face are good when the guy doing the slapping is on your side, right? Right, right. And you know what's a million times better than logic and reasoned argumentation? A good shit kicking. Yeah. Do you like the fact that the Trinity, like decided upon at the Council of Nicaea, an essential doctrine of Christianity? was decided not by turning the other cheek, but by kicking the shit out of a guy. Right. That's how they decided. Oh, I'm sick of this. I'm just going to kick the shit out of him. Also, I think like 10 minutes before, uh, he was introducing the real Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, as a, a manly guy. And this is how you know he's manly, because he, he kicks the shit out of Arius uh, over, over a fucking like a, argument. The manliest of presbyters. Yes. Other presbyters are just uh, presbyters and water. But not, right. not uh, St. Nicholas. No. 
Well, uh, this does it, Matt. This this convinces Christian that uh, Santa is the man, and uh, Christian has been a jerk. There's some really funny back and forth. I don't, I don't have an audio f- about this, but there's really funny back and forth about Christian getting a rash because he doesn't want to go back inside, right, uh, because of eggnog, and he has to go get a, a, an eggnog shot. But uh, when that funny part's yeah. over, Kirk advises him that a better ending to the story would be him going back inside and being the guy who saves Christmas. We all know this is a humble uh, a moment of humility on Kirk Cameron's part because we all know it was actually Kirk Cameron who saved Christmas exactly. just then. But he will allow someone else to hog all the glory <laughs> and also do a face dive across his living room floor for some reason. Yeah, again, uh, this, this next few minutes are absolutely inexplicable. Christian flings the door to his house open. Right, so that now we got the second like false start. Right. Is that the third? Again, as inexplicable now as it was back then. He right. surprises everybody. Then he proceeds to stand there for something like eight minutes uh-huh. doing nothing in the doorway. Well, just we get a lot more. Adding the runtime. <laughs> got a lot more slow-mo close-up shots of his stupid face standing there looking stupid uh, before Kirk finally tells him, to go see Christmas through new eyes. And the way you do that is you uh, run really fast again in slow motion and uh, throw yourself on your stomach and slide across the uh, floor and crash into some presents. Yes. I loved how Kirk was standing over just behind his shoulder, whispering that. It was very, (laughs) I was like, I was getting like a, a, like a weird little like Satan vibe, you know? (laughs) That's right. He's across his he right totally, shoulder. It was he was Satan. I just got it. He just bullshitted him the whole time. Oh now my god. He's convinced Christian that it's really all this stuff is really Christian. All these symbols and Santa Claus and the trees of presidents. Presidents? Presidents? That just turned this you just blew, just blew my mind. mind I? This is actually a much Shit. better movie. He was Satan all along. Because you're right. He flings the door open. There's no one there. And then, you know, a stupid slow motion of his face. He cut back and suddenly Satan, Kirk Cameron, is standing right there with his hand on his shoulder. Yeah, and he's all all like, now go see Christmas. Genius. Yeah. Through new eyes. I think it comes out like (laughs) 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 that. That would have been cool. Little oh horn sprout out of his head. God, <laughs> such a better movie. After this, he again inexplicably stays on his stomach, and uh, we get some more close-up shots of his uh, stupid face looking stupid yeah. while he's lying down. So like, now, did you really get this? Really stupid. I just want to. I just want to enforce that. Really stupid face looking really <laughs> stupid. That the presents are supposed to look like the skyline of a city. Right. Like yeah, New awesome. Jerusalem for some reason. And in the center of the city, there's a tree for some reason. Uh, it's got lights on it and other stuff. And that they're like the star announcing Jesus. And there's some other lesser lights that do something else, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. It was <laughs> it was just fucking running on at this point. It's a symbolism, I think. Metaphor? Uh. Yeah, uh, I guess. Um, apparently, God has always been giving gifts at the base of trees. You know, like Abraham got his son at the base of a tree and how trees were used in Solomon's temple and uh, the gift of salvation was given on top of a tree. Uh, So take that, pagans. You can eat your lunch under a tree. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> you can take a shit behind a tree. I love it. I love it. it. Gives this metaphor about God's always giving gifts at the base of trees. You know, just like something uh, that remotely has to do with a tree. <laughs> right. Like, cause trees, bro. <laughs> That's just uh, exemplary of the logic uh, that was manifested uh, in this film. That, that metaphor was like, right there. That was like a five-minute scene. It was yeah. ridiculously slow. Just like door, face, face, doorway shot, <laughs> slow-mo dust off his sweater in the backlight for some reason. Yeah, it was like the, the movie, whole movie came to a screeching halt, and it right. was not moving that fast to begin with. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> slow, this, slow this bitch up. People are getting lost, I think is uh, what happened. So we get some more close-up shots, and this weird uh, slow-mo walk across the room to his wife, where <laughs> we get, like, pounding of his feet hitting the yeah. ground. <laughs> the big uh, footsteps I'm I, thought, just, I thought he was gonna hit her for some reason yeah was well like, it was all leading up to something really dramatic it was just, it was kind of i was like what the hell's going on here like, they speed up the film again he just apologizes to his wife for the horrible <laughs> sin of not being that into christmas this year i'm sorry christmas after all is ultimately about making all things right Honey, I've been a bit of a jerk this Christmas season. Yeah, you have. You deserve so much better. And this Christmas, I want to give you something I've been wanting to give you for a long time. What do you got in mind, Big Papa? Now, what happens in most stories at this point? I mean, if you were writing this story right now, what would you want to have happen? The cliché kiss, right? But if we've learned one thing in all this, let's not forget that sometimes our heroes do the unexpected. I went ahead and just organized a hip-hop dance crew that encompasses all the joy and gospel burst and excitement that I alone as one man just cannot express. No, really, I did. Hit it, DeAndre! Oh, man, I got just a track for you. How about some Family Force 5? Angels, we have heard oh <laughs> Come on, people, let's do this! Yeah, I want to see a choir in here. Uh, guys, squad, you know how we do. Oop, Marshall Foster's in the house. Kicking it old school. The honor me. <laughs> you know how we do it. Alto Sopranos and tennis. Let's do this, baby! Uh. Angels, we have heard all night. Sweetly singing all the flames. And the mountains in Oh, oh, God, that last part. Oh, God, I feel filthy right now. Oh, what is that? That <laughs> note, that's like a brown note or something. I just shat myself. <sighs> that was another uh, audio clip where I wasn't quite sure where to stop. Because uh, my jaw was, like, on the ground. I just couldn't fucking believe, like, what is happening here. That musical that 
That whole song thing goes on for how, like, like 10 minutes? Yeah. Like the song every, itself. Yeah. So Real what, time. What you're witnessing go, here go, is a hip-hop go. version of a Christmas carol that is accompanied by the poorly choreographed dance stylings of what I can only assume is Kirk Cameron's local church group. I, that's what I thought. I'm like, probably a little bit of his family, probably some of his friends from church. And then, hey, let's do this dance number where we'll all just take turns getting in the middle and and break dancing. Yeah, my um, previous low bar for worst dancing scene ever was on some MTV Music Awards where Fatboy Slim got what I thought was like a local church group, but maybe that was his, his, his band or something. They were jumping through a hula hoop and doing flips, and I just I, I couldn't believe it. This... It was a hundred times worse. Yeah. I mean, take your average group of white people in a Chick-fil-A line, start up some music, and just have them just say, hey, do your best impression of what you think breakdancing is. Yeah. That's what it was. (laughs) I I was utterly speechless at this. Matt. I couldn't believe what was happening. Do you remember when Gandalf fought that Balrog? And it was like smote his ruin on the side of the mountain, and oh. then uh, it was taken up by some light, and he lost all sense of time and space for what seemed like the age of the earth. That fight was epic. I know now how Gandalf feels. <laughs> I lost in time and space. <laughs> I lost all sense of time and space. It seemed to go on forever. Oh, hey. or at least an age of the earth. Let's, you know, I think it would be remiss if we didn't play more of that song for everyone. I don't think they quite understand. Inexplicably, at this point, Matt, Christian and his wife uh, perform some sort of Christian mating ritual on the dance floor, uh, including a bunch of head bobbing and uh, uh, grabbing yeah. grabbing their leg and doing some sort of rooster. Uh, and, as far as I can tell, some finger moonwalking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know when I was in a foster home when I was a kid before I was adopted? I spent some time on a turkey farm? <laughs> That's, of course I do. Of course you do. Oh, the stories you've told me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's turkey mating rituals. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's just a it's a turkey ritual. That makes turkey total ritual. sense. Yeah, get it? See, I was watching it. I'm like, oh, they must have turkeys. That's what <laughs> that brings back memories. Right. <laughs> Uh, Kirk Cameron gets into the action. Uh, so now we've got like a circle and people go in and do, do the break dancing. And Kirk Cameron uh, does a wave all by himself. That's, yeah. Uh, like one end of the arm, I guess, because he couldn't get anyone else to join in. Right, right. Is that what that, that's, what, is that the way when you kind of like flip it <laughs> like, from one finger across your shoulder to the other hand? Like, yeah. Hey guys, let's do the wave. They're like, let's do the wave. I don't think so. No. Uh, then he starts humping the floor. Um, Oh, that's right. He was doing the freaking worm. Yeah. The worm. Oh. It, it could have been the worm. I, it, I, yeah, I'm pretty I sure he was just fucking... Just rubbing one out. Dry humping that floor. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, truly, this segment uh, was interminable. It, it really was. It, it really makes you wish Cameron or, or anyone involved with a film uh, would Google the term cultural appropriation. <laughs> because I was horrified. Sorry. They had their black friend there. Oh, that, that's okay then. I still, I still think the listeners truly appreciate that scene, Chuck. The musical genius of this. You no, know, it would take maybe just a little more of the I song. Think, I think so. A little bit more. this point the song finally uh, comes to like starts winding down and then kurt jumps in front of the crowd and shouts all right everybody let's feast did you realize at this point where you think this movie is wrapped up there's still 20 minutes left <laughs> there's still 20 minutes left i thought that was a little strange because it was his sister's house <laughs> right <laughs> it would feel like me going over to a family member and then deciding Hey, it's hey. time for everybody to eat. Well, actually, the turkey's still in the oven. And uh... <laughs> oh. What a dick. <laughs> he just goes over to someone else's house and decides, now we eat. Now we eat. I have spoken. <sighs> I am the Kirk. Well, we get a final narration from Kirk because we have not heard enough from oh, his no. stupid fucking no. face yet. Need more. So this is Christmas. 
Pull out your best dishes, your finest linens, your nicest silverware, the biggest ham. Oh, yeah, because Christmas is just for rich people. Yes. Oh, my God. That scene was great because I remember that part earlier where he was like, fuck poor people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then total upper class. I mean, the spread, the the silverware, the the fucking house everything just like just like yeah, yeah. they like, pushed yes. like three fucking tables together and of course kirk cameron's at the head of the table even though it's his yeah. sister's house right right he's at the fucking head of the table well, he's because the he's kirk he's fucking hate cameron yeah you know all you homeless people get your finest china your right. finest linen get your fu- fucking plates totally and fucking decadent biggest like, ham no you've ever seen all. oh <laughs> my god just like we're rich bitch and just eating it up, you know? Every side dish you can possibly imagine, and the richest butter. It's time to feast. Invite your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, and your family, and make the most of Christmas. Fill your table with laughter and stories and songs. Don't miss a single opportunity to pass along the joy of the season. And don't buy into the complaint about materialism during Christmas. Sure, don't max out your credit cards or use presents to buy friends. But remember, this is a celebration of the eternal God taking on a material body. So it's right that our holiday is marked with material things. If I can't use presents to buy friends, how am I going to get friends? Well, it makes no there, sense. There go all my friends. Yeah. And uh, what's wrong with maxing out my credit cards? They're my credit cards, Kirk. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. Did you get your butter, though, Chuck? How's your butter? The richest butter. The richest butter. Was this a Donald Trump Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Take your small million-dollar loan and get some fucking butter. Uh, we got the mo- it's the most amazing butter you've ever had. It's the richest, <laughs> finest linens. That's why all the fucking shit in their house is huge. It's huge, huge nutcracker soldier. Huge fucking candy cane. We got a candy oh cane. my god! Your fucking mind away, pal. So this is this is what he ends the fucking movie with a defense of the rampant consumerism and materialism. Right, I that- love it. Everyone I love that. Hates in Christmas, <laughs> and that even fucking Charlie Brown was. He's like, yeah, fuck this oh. materialism. So he is saving Christmas. There Spend. is literally no Christmas hey. tradition that so, Kirk Cameron will not defend. Seriously, go to Walmart, get in a fight, do that whole Black Friday right. shit. <laughs> if like knifing homeless people was a Christmas tradition, he'd be like, "Yep, that's in the Bible." Yeah. Even if it isn't, I'm I'm fully in favor of it. Well, God invented knifing. Yeah. Last time I checked, God yeah. invented knives. Ah, tandem sedentus. So, Matt, uh, the credits finally roll, but dear God, oh. there's a blooper oh. reel uh, during That's the credits. Now, right. I put that in quotes because the word blooper implies funny. Right. Usually those things are like they mess up and everybody laughs and it's funny. Or they say something, or someone trips, maybe. No, I think this was just uh, stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor because they just couldn't use it, basically. Yeah, I even even in this movie, they were like, there's just no possible way I could put this in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I put all that other shit in there. Here's an example. 
I like fat geese. Speed, and I'll go ahead and give it a clap. Fat geese, giant hams. I love fat geese and giant hams. Well, that's it. Uh, Mike Sieber saved Christmas, and uh, all it took for me was a lot of strong anti-nausea medication. Uh, Like, I'm talking, like, chemotherapy strong anti-nausea medication. I didn't think of that. So don't worry about snow globe nativity scenes, pagan Christmas trees, uh, (laughs) violent-ass Santa Clauses, or even materialism, because, you know, you can spend... 10 seconds coming up with some ridiculous way to either excuse it away or tie it into some biblical event. Uh, it all leads back to Christ, baby. Yeah, because God invented that shit. How's your father? How's your sister? Excuse me, mister. How do you do? You want some coffee? My name is Rafi. Maybe shame's worthy. Maybe you heard of me. Maybe it's rapping like this. Swiss Miss Sophist Coco. You know. No, no. Yes, yes. West, West. All day. Every day. Every which way. Look at what the plants say. I listen to nature. Mother nature. Father nature. Your father hates you. Oh, I'm sorry, dad. What did I do? You know what you did. Call all your crew. Call your friends. Dress up in some baby blue. Come back. Write an essay. Tunnel rats. That's what they say. Sway. Slay. Pray. Every day. Essential. Monumental. Environmental. Heart. Control. They want to take your soul. They want to beat solid gold. I'm on a roll. They want to say things and think about them. I doubt them. Because you know what it is. Music, Cameron, music, movie biz. Cameron, Kirk, 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 Cameron. It be the 
Kirk, 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 Kirk,